Hey folks, Zach Ostrom, how you insider Indianapolis star. This is uh, the Mind Your Banner special that we teased on our podcast earlier this week. Um, a bit of a, a Mind Your Banner's passion project, if you want to say. Uh, we are joined by Peter Schultz, and I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? As, as someone as as someone whose last name gets pronounced two or three different ways, I I always am uh, always sensitive to that. Peter, uh, folks may know, played football for IU for the last four seasons. Um, he's an offensive lineman from um, Michigan, Brother Rice High School. And uh, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that I, in my spare time, in my off time, particularly after basketball season, uh, spend time coaching, helping coach a little five team. So imagine my surprise when I turned up to track practice and there was Peter uh, in Lycra and uh, tennis shoes, turning pedals at Bill Armstrong Stadium. So, Peter, thank you for joining us. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get your story, I guess, as much as anything else. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it's kind of something I I was a student coach last year for my business fraternity, and we were it was our first year. Everyone was a rookie, and uh, I kind of loved the event, and I just figured it would be a really fun uh just a really fun thing to cycle out of football with and lose a lot of weight and just, you know, continue. I love competing and I love, you know, staying fit. So I just figured it was kind of right up my alley to give it a try and devote myself to, and just give it my best go at it. I, I guess I want to start with the, the football side of, of your athletic academic career. I don't know how we, I don't know how we, we refer to that, but as a, as a student and athlete, um, you, you play four years for Indiana. Um, how did you come to, I mean, it's not like Michigan is that far away, but why Indiana kind of, how did you come to IU football first and, and just sort of come to a place where I guess you just felt really bedded in, you know, I think I've seen you at soccer games, at basketball games, really bedded into the idea of Indiana university as an athlete, but also maybe something that you represent just more widely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, well, first of all, I came to Indiana. I got into the Kelly School, and then I reached out to the coaches. I always wanted to play college football and always believed in my ability, and I didn't get any offers that I wanted out of high school. So um, I reached out to the coaches and sent them my film, and the, uh, if I could walk on, and they said they'd love to have me. And so that was kind of, and then that was kind of that. And then I got a camp invite really, really late, and um I just got my wisdom teeth out, but I came down, sat out the first couple of days with my wisdom teeth. And then, and then the rest is kind of history. But I think uh, I really loved, you know, the community and the athletic department. I made a lot of friends in different sports and that was really fun. And uh, I just, you know, I just felt like I was surrounded by greatness and just enjoyed everyone and, and was inspired by everyone's uh, passion and devotion to their own sport. And, uh, yeah, I just love supporting them. And it was kind of just, I, it was, I love supporting the Hoosiers and more so I love supporting my friends. So building those friendships on other sports really helped me sort of get embedded in the community and made me want to go out and support everyone. This is kind of, um, I guess, a little bit tangential, but I think it hits at the same idea. And, and this is also admittedly anecdotal for me, but I've been around IU sports for a long time, obviously, in, in my role. And I, I don't know 
that I've ever quite seen the athletic department so sort of synergized in terms of seeing athletes from a variety of different sports at, at other sporting events and, you know, how much sort of social media activity there seems to be between, you know, athletes promoting uh, other, other, you know, other programs within the department and, and different things like that. And I don't, again, I, I don't know if maybe I, that might just be anecdotal for me, um, but I mean, is it, do you feel almost kind of a more of a collective sense of maybe the better way to put it is a, a sense of sort of collective pride and togetherness from the department that, that you look around and you feel like, and I'm not trying to, you know, forgive me, this could turn into navel gazing very fast. I'm not asking you to just sort of sing the fight song lyrics, but, um, but just this, this, this sense that there is more of an appreciation for what Indiana athletics is as a collective maybe than, you know, at least what I've perceived in the, not to slight, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but just that that has grown deeper roots in recent years. I definitely think so. Uh, I think uh, um, Fred Glass and Scott Dolson now have really pushed the idea of 24 sports and one team. And uh, that idea is really pushed on us and they do a really good job of, you know, having different events and whatnot and having the student athletes mingle. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, when I was playing, it was kind of a breath of fresh air in a sense where, you know, you're really tight with your whole team, but um, the other student athletes kind of, it's, you know, you're still in the same community, but it's still different and you guys can still share those uh, sporting experiences. And I definitely think, um, there's a lot, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of cohesiveness and, um, you know, we eat together, we all study in the same spots. Um, so there's, you know, just naturally we all kind of become friends. And I think, you know, other, like I also was, uh, participating in other, you know, I was pretty involved. Uh, I was in the student athlete advisory committee and uh, as the football rep. So that was another great opportunity. And we all, we always just kind of pushed, supporting each other and going to some, sort of the the sports that don't get as much attention as football or basketball, for example. Um, but yeah, there definitely is, there definitely is a lot of cohesiveness. I can't really speak on how much there was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but uh, I definitely feel that there is a lot of cohesiveness and I'm friends with people in all different sports. So, yeah. Can't believe you didn't know what IU athletics was like when you were 10. Um, it, it, I guess bringing this around a little five then, because that is sort of why I wanted to, to have you on here. Cause I, I'm, I'm just curious for the perspective of someone who has seen the inside of high level college athletics, the, the, the time demands, the physical demands, the, you know, the demands on your, 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 your social schedule, your academic schedule, just, just sort of like the way you have to build your life around that. Um, I don't expect little five is the same, but I'd just be curious, I guess, first you talked a little bit about how you came to the race and, and why it appealed to you to kind of step in as a rider this year. You know, I imagine it was probably easier for you than playing big 10 football from the perspective of again, time demands and, and, you know, work demands and things like that. And just how much effort you had to put into it. But could you see some, I guess, transition between, you know, football and, and what's required to play a, a, a big 10 sport over to little five and, and trying to do it in a way that, you know, I, I take it, 
you know, as seriously as you can. Yeah, absolutely. There's tons of, you know, there's tons of similarities there. Um, You know, obviously the time demand wasn't quite as much um, and the mental demand wasn't quite as much, but it was there. I mean, the mental toughness piece and the, you know, showing up every day and, you know, kind of putting yourself through a little bit of hell, every, all that were similar aspects and a transition that I was, you know, I was happy to make. It wasn't quite, you know, it was, it was kind of nice not having someone yell at you every time you made a mistake or something like that, which is what would often happen, you know, in a division one sport. Uh, but I, especially, you know, one thing with little five, there's a whole, there's a whole spectrum, you know, there's some people who are kind of just doing it leisurely, doing it for fun. And then you got teams, you know, such as your team in FISI, SIGAP, Cutters, um, Beta SIG, Chi Alpha, that, you know, they really, they really push themselves and they do it all year long. And, um, my team, we really pushed ourselves for about half the year and we did, we did the best we could, but, um, yeah, I was definitely really, really impressed with a lot of the elite riders who just, you know, they put their all into it. And, uh, I think there's tons of similarities, but I think the biggest difference probably is, uh, you know, the time, the, the time that's put in and also, um, you know, the big spectrum of, uh, abilities that each riders has. We're not doing five, six AM workouts. I think it's, it's fair to say little five teams are not getting up at, at five fifteen in the morning. Um, sometimes every once in a while, but, uh, we, we tend to do a lot of our work in the daylight hours. Um, when did you, I mean, like basically when was the transition for you from football to little five this year? Was it basically just the end of the season? Did you start second semester and kind of when did, I guess, when did you sort of make up your mind that, you know, whenever it was time, whenever football was done. And and as you said, before we got on here, you're graduating, um, what early next month, later next week, whatever the, the academic calendar is, um, but sort of like, when did you make up your mind that like, once I'm done with football, I'm going to step into little five. And when did you actually kind of pick up the bike uh, across if, if we're allowed to use this term, the little 500 season? Yeah, I made, I made my decision like soon after the race last year, I was like, man, I want to do this so bad. This looks like so much fun. And I wanted my, you know, I just, I wanted to get out there and compete. And uh, I really started training like, I took a couple weeks off, um, as funny as it sounds. Um, one of my friends on the softball team actually challenged me to a 400-meter race. So the first two weeks after the season, I was training to beat her, and I ended up beating her. Um, she was talking a lot of gas, too. But um, so I was training to beat her. And then afterwards, I kind of, like, mid-late mid December, I really started going hard on the bike. And then starting in, I would say I was, like, four or five days a week, mid-late December, and then um, starting in January, I was going six days a week. I mean, what's uh, this is an obvious question, but I think it's one people probably wonder what what's different for you when you're just changing basically the the athletic goal, essentially, you know, and, and, and maybe I imagine you lifting weights less. You're thinking more about endurance, less about explosion, different things like that. Just, you know, I mean, could you almost just sort of feel like a, a change and just sort of like I said, just your athletic I don't know, capacity or whatever you want to say as you go from maybe a sport that is a little bit more about sort of short space bursts and, and things like that and, and into something that's a lot more sort of endurance based. Yeah, absolutely. 1000%. Um, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, 
you know, I was an offensive lineman. That's just about as, you know, you, that's not an endurance sport. You know, you do need stamina for to being offensive lineman, but it's all short explosion. And um, it definitely was a transition at first. Um, and it took, it took a while to build up that endurance. And I still, you know, I wish I had more time and was able to build up the endurance more, but um, it definitely, you know, my body completely transformed. Um, and it was nice, you know, also in football, I was trying to, you know, I was eating a lot more than I was on the bike. Um, and uh, I was just trying to maintain my weight. And that was always a big struggle for me. But, uh, you know, and then getting on the bike, I mean, my weight was just dropping like crazy. And uh, it. The, I think, you know, the, my first few weeks on it, I was doing these two-hour rolls. And I just was like, it, it just felt like it wasn't going to end. Like it was just so much time on the bike nonstop. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, it was a lot of it was, you know, a lot of it was physical. Like the first few weeks, the struggle was all physical, less mental. I mean, cause the mental edge was there. Um, you know, I like, I listen to a lot of Meek Mill. Meek Mill has a quote and it's like same old attitude, but I'm on my new thing. And, uh, and that's kind of what I what I thought about is like I'm gonna just keep my same attitude that I always had, and just devote what I did to football to bikes. But uh, yeah, definitely it was a huge transition. I don't I I saw my my cousin for the first time on Easter a few weeks ago since Christmas, and he he didn't like he was just like why do you look so weird? Um, so that was it's been a lot of fun you know walking around and people noticing you know the body changes, and. Uh, but yeah, like my whole, as far as your question is like, um, athletic capacity, most definitely I went, I was on the bike so much, but I did go on two runs, just long, wanted to get off the bike for a day. And, um, I ended one day, just randomly was like, let's just run for a half hour, see how it goes. And I ended up going for five miles at like a seven minute pace. And I've never, I've never come close to that in my life. And, uh, so that was really fun. So, I mean, it, I, I like it, it just completely changed everything changed so it was a lot of fun though on the other side of it and I, I recognize I'm, I'm sort of asking these these self-affirming questions but um as someone who has coached you know the little five side and, and you know so many of the guys that, that that we wind up getting might have a little experience on the bike most of them are usually high school athletes of, of varying sort of capacities that that are looking for a competitive outlet in college and obviously maybe can't play soccer or swim or, you know, I mean, I played football in high school badly, but I, you know, I, I just wanted something that sort of gave me the same sort of challenge. Um, but you talk about there that the physical demands of cycling, it can be very mind numbing. I mean, it is just kind of like you against yourself against the road in a lot of ways. Um, and I think what, you know, what we often sort of struggle with with first year riders is is just helping them figure out how to break down a lot of those mental barriers that the the physical part of it, maybe they're a little bit more used to, especially a swimmer or a soccer player or a runner. But it's more the mental of, hey, like this is an hour and a half. This is two hours and you need to be focused on these exact efforts as things go along. I mean, did you feel like again being a, a big 10 level athlete before you ever came to little five that it was almost almost reversed in a way that it was like well i've got to get used to the physical demands of this and 
you know, I'm trying to figure out how to like build different muscles and different things like that. But the mental side of it, of understanding, you know, how to pace myself and push myself just was a little bit more second nature, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. I think, uh, yeah, it definitely was reversed in the sense that like, I just need to get, I knew I just need to get my body up to speed and, um, and I just, you know, I was, it was so, it is second nature. Just, you know, you always want to push yourself. I think, you know, and as time went along and as I got more up to speed, you know, I need, I probably should have gone easier on my long rides or like, you know, gone more Z2 rather than Z3 on my long rides. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think, you know, having that athletic background is really important for some, someone taking up little five. Um, I can't, I really can't imagine just like, Cause it's not, it's not a normal intramural sport. Obviously I think it's uh, I think it's a lot more intense than your typical, you know, intramural sport. I mean, it's the highest, uh, I was doing research and I guess it's the highest attended bike race in the country. I mean, that's just, that's just incredible. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the mental side, um, you know, you're going to come across these blocks. And for me, like when I first got on those two hour rides, I kind of went by like I would, you know, have my music in my ears and I kind of would just be like, all right, you got to get through this song and then you're good for like this amount of minutes. Then you got to get through this song and then you have got to get to this and then you start playing this playlist. And it's just kind of that I kind of went by. I didn't go by minutes. I went by like which songs I was going to listen to. And of course, I'm playing like old school Eminem and, you know, Dropkick Murphy's the whole time to get me through it. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of I I totally agree that it was you know more uh getting my body up to speed and then the mental piece was kind of there for me for sure what was i guess also you mentioned doing it last year that was kind of the first year alpha kappa psi right is your your fraternity uh your business fraternity you didn't ride last year but you were kind of part of putting together a team last year how much did that experience, I guess, help you in terms of, you know, like I, I always tell my rookies, if possible, I want them to go to the women's race just because I want them to see a little 500 in person if they haven't before, before they ride their first one, just so they can sort of see what it looks like, what the track looks like, the fanfare, the pageantry. None of that seems sort of overwhelming to them. Did, did you almost feel like, okay, the the physical demands of it are, are one side of it, but having gone through the process of the race, having seen the race, having, you know, sort of absorbed a lot of the, the, the ephemera that floats around where it starts at two, but really it starts at like two thirty-four, and all the stuff you have to kind of go through. Do, do you think that helped also just sort of, again, just sort of make it be something that was easier to kind of reduce down to its component parts? Yeah, I definitely think seeing it definitely helped. It didn't, nothing really blindsided me. Um, on race day besides, you know, uh, SIGEP deciding to try to lap the field. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think, yeah, I definitely think that helped. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a student coach last year, so I got to be in the pit, which was cool. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, I saw, you know, the, how intense the fans are, how excited everyone is. So that didn't really bother me. And, um, I think one thing is, you know, with all the pageantry that goes on before, you know, it says it starts at two, but it really starts at two thirty. I was sitting on my uh, my trainer bike, and I was like, man, like I just want to get on the bike now. Like, can we just get this thing started? And uh, but uh, but yeah, I think 
I think that definitely seeing it and seeing how much can go wrong and how much can go right and you know what needs to what needs to happen in order for you to make it to the finish line. I think that definitely was uh, was a good experience last year for sure. It wasn't it it was a good experience, but it didn't it definitely didn't like prepare me for being out there. But but it was a good experience to be there. I guess what was the thing that you found yourself let's say like least prepared for whether it was in the buildup, it was in you know the 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 weeks leading up to the race or the race itself, what was the thing that kind of you had to adjust to the most as, um, as time went on? Uh, I think I wasn't really prepared for, uh, the pace changes. I kind of, I guess like I knew people were going to be burns, people were going to be marked, but I mean, it was just like a constant, like easy, then, you know, Z five. And it was, you know, it went up between like, it was going between like 21 miles an hour laps and 26. And I think I wasn't really, I, I was doing the math and seeing like the average paces and I was more prepared for like, all right, 23 and a half miles an hour seems like the average pace. Like I can totally hang with that. But uh, I think I just wasn't prepared to, you know, start and start and slow down like that. Um, but uh, cause yeah, there's huge, huge, huge pace changes throughout it. Um, I think that was like my biggest, my biggest surprise. I think, you know, people were uh, teams at the front were trying to play the field and they knew what they were doing and they were, uh, you know, trying to get teams off. And then, so they would, you know, go hard and then take it easy for a little bit. Um, and also I think the wind kicked my butt a little more than I'd like to admit on a, uh, on race day. To be fair, it was it was a windy race day. It was a windy and colder than than average um, race day. The the other question I, I wanted to ask, and I'm this is where I am totally getting in the weeds, which is my little five nerddom. But um, what was the the race like for you, just in terms of maybe the experience? I mean, did did you have the experience we all, I think many of us have, of basically that first set is all adrenaline and jitters, and then you're able to kind of settle in and then at some point you sort of wonder when in God's name is this race going to end and then suddenly it's over or did it, I mean, would just what was, again, as somebody who maybe, you know, so many of, of the guys, the men and women, both that, that ride in the little 500 realistically don't have the experience of being in a setting like that, where there are thousands of people watching and cheering and it's being broadcast live you know, across the world. And I mean, like I've got friends who wrote little five who live overseas, who will send out, you know, pictures of thread chains of getting set up at bars in England and Australia and places like that to watch the race at, at all hours. I imagine that wasn't quite as overwhelming for you because you've run out into big 10 stadiums. You've been, whether it's at home and people are cheering for you or it's on the road and people are cheering against you, you know, just sort of what the energy of that is like. So what was, what was race day, I guess, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, what were kind of the challenges that, that you encountered, I guess? Yeah, I definitely think the the crowd piece wasn't as, I mean, I really, I really loved having the support. I think that what, one thing that was really fun is, you know, I didn't get a ton of playing time um, in college football. So it was fun kind of being in the middle of the event and, you know, and being a big contributor to the team. That was really, that was a really good time. Um, that's not to say I wasn't a big contributor on the team. I was really proud of my role all four years on the team. Um, but, uh, I think it was just, you know, the actual racing, like my first set, I was like, oh yeah, we're winning this thing for sure. 
And then the second set came. I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know if I can stick with them. Uh, so, uh, you know, you know, I was 257 at my peak in football. I got down to like 215 for the race. And I felt all 215 pounds still by uh, by the end of my second set. And then um, I think I got four, ended up getting four or five sets. And then, wow, we had a we we had a small small crash. Not too many teams were affected, but um, it did jack up our bike a little bit. And then I got on, and I came around. It's like our the in the the handles were all corked. So I was like, the handles, and I yelled through our pit, our handles are messed up. So then I came out again and went back on. So I think right when the handles kind of, I saw the handles getting messed up, I was kind of like, all right, like it's coming to my end at some point, but we're just going to keep on going, baby. Um, but yeah, it was a really, it, race day was really, really fun. Um, I wish, I honestly, I wish I had another go at it. I, knowing what I know now about the race and, feeling more prepared. I feel like I, I, you know, I would love to have another go at it, but I'm still, I'm really proud of the work we got done, especially, you know, in, you know, three and a half, four short months, you know, being able to transform my body from an offensive lineman to a cyclist. It was something just, uh, it, it was so much fun. And, um, but, uh, and one thing is too, it's similar to football is, you know, you build tons of camaraderie with your team and with the other riders too. Um, I know I really enjoy, you know, the five side riders and uh, Caleb's a lot of fun. Carson is incredible. So, but yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of my race day experience. And then afterwards, you know, we were kind of, dang, you know, we wish we did a little better, but how fun was that? And, you know, interacting with our families. And then I saw, you know, some teams, you know, just, you know, in tears afterwards. And I was like, wow, like people really put their hearts and soul into this. And it was just really cool to be a part. Well, enjoy the weight on the track, man. It, it, this is one of the few events that's uh, that's that's built for guys like you and me. I think I rode at about 190, 195, and um, most cycling events are defined in part by climbing, and uh, that was never, ever my strength. But this one's, this one's all about pushing power over short distances. So do do what I tell every one of my riders to do, which is find some way to take a fifth year and come back. But um, thank you, uh so much for joining us. This has been fun. I hope, I hope listeners have enjoyed it. If nothing else, uh, I hope everyone has appreciated my bringing little five cross content onto the podcast. Don't do it often, um, but it is very much a passion. And Peter, thank you for, for sharing your story because I, I, one of the things I have always enjoyed about the race is, you know, and, and I'm not picking on, on athletes in specific sports, but you know, when you talk to basketball players or soccer players or football players, you know, they, they all kind of have, a similar sort of athletic journey, right? They all played the same sport in high school and they all, you know, they went to camps or they, they played on AAU or whatever. One of the things I've always enjoyed about little five is, is everybody's athletic journey to little, to the little 500 is a little bit different, you know, and, and there are guys, men and women, I shouldn't just say guys, there are both men and women that I know came to IU specifically to ride little five there are people like me. I didn't even know. I knew it was a bike race. I thought it was like around campus. I, I had no idea what what it actually was until I got to school. Um, but part of what makes it special is it, it winds up being this, you know, if you put in the time, if you put in the effort and you put in the passion that you've talked about, it winds up leveling up, you know, for, for everybody, at least to some degree. So, um, it really is something special and, and I won't apologize for feeling that way. 
And I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us. I think you you're you've got a a great story that that reflects as much as anybody's. And, and I'm not I'm not brown nosing here. Reflects as much as anyone's that idea that the race is something um, something very distinctive and something you know we're we're told not to use the word unique because unique means one of a kind. Um, but you'd be hard to press to find something else, in my opinion, quite like a little five in this country. So um, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Zach. It was it was a lot of fun. So thank thank you so much. This has been a Mind Your Banners uh, special for, I guess it's April 26, 2023. We're not going to have any discussion of Jersey Night on this podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back uh, probably next week, I'm guessing, to resuming normal fare as uh, as we continue to set up just kind of the off seasons ahead for a variety of IU programs. Thank you so much for listening. For the Star, for the Herald Times, I'm Zach Oster. We'll talk to you soon.